Welcome to the anointed teaching preached at Church 316, the youth arm of the Fountain of Life Church. We hope that you be blessed as you listen to this message. And help me welcome your neighbor to a new month. I don't, I don't, I don't know if you see your neighbor this month, but welcome your neighbor. Say welcome to a new month. It is your month of abounding grace. Hallelujah. The grace of God is abounding towards you and I. Hallelujah. In that vein, also help me welcome your neighbor. Help me say neighbor. Welcome to... What's it called? No more to urgent UK. Maybe before we start, you can quickly ask your neighbor for urgent UK. So that by the time we start, you know, when you ask, after that, your neighbor is not going to answer you anymore. So you have a few seconds, or maybe you are the one that will be asked for urgent 2K, but you have a few seconds to, to get the urgent 2K or not. Hallelujah. And our theme scripture for this month is in 2 Corinthians 9. And I feel like it's so apt for the theme for today. Um, and you know, in, like I say, um, you don't read a scripture in isolation. So when you pick a promise, you can't just read that one verse and think that that's all there is. You have to read the scripture contextually, understand who the message was addressed to. I know all the promises are for us, but not all the promises are for you. When they told Pharaoh, what you have to do, do quickly. Are you ready to kill yourself? (laughs) So not everything in the Bible is for you. Let's be honest. Bible says those that do wickedly against the covenant, covenant, it will corrupt with flattery. Are you about to be corrupted with flattery? Flattery, sorry. So not everything in scriptures is um, what you will lay hold on or claim, right? But this one is very, um, I think, very instructive. We're going to be using the Passion's translation for today because it's very explanatory. That's the only reason. So please open your Bibles with me to 2 Corinthians 9. It's going to be interactive. I'll try and speak for like 30 minutes and then just throw the mic open so that we can discuss. And this is a topic I really love. People that know me know that this is something I love because I'm passionate about the children of God um, living their best life. I'm passionate about children of God not living paycheck to paycheck and being able to afford their best. I'm very, very passionate about it. So we're going to read from verse 1 because we are trying to get the context. You see, the truth is that a lot of the promises in the scripture, not a lot, some of the promises in the scripture are conditional based. But what Christians want to do is we don't want to meet the condition, but we want God to provide the blessings. And the God that puts a condition before the blessing is not stupid. So the things that we sometimes pray for are not prayer points. They are principle points. So if you understand the principle and you apply it, you will get the results. You see, Bill Gates does not have to be a Christian. He just has to understand the principle of seed time and harvest. And it will provide, the Bible says that God caused the rain to fall on both the wicked and the righteous. So it means that as long as you obey the principle attached, there's some promises that are not principle-based, right? And those are the ones that maybe you and I can lay claim on by virtue of our regeneration. But there are certain principles that are in the Bible that it answers to individuals regardless of who they are. So I'm excited we're going to be talking about money today. So I'm going to read um, 2 Corinthians 9 TPT version. 
It says, actually, there is no need to write to you about this contribution for the holy believers in Jerusalem. For I already know that you are on board and eager to help. I keep boasting to the churches of Macedonia about your passion to give, telling them that the believers of Corinth have been preparing to give for a year. Your enthusiasm is contagious. It has stirred many of them to do likewise. Still, I thought it would be better to send these brothers to receive the offering that you have prepared so that our boasting about you about how you were ready to give would not be found hollow. For if after boasting of of our confidence in you, some of the Macedonians were to come with me and find that you were not prepared, they would be embarrassed to say nothing of you. To say nothing of you. That's why I have requested that the brothers come before I do and make arrangements in advance for the substantial offering you pledged. Then it will be seen as a matter of generosity and not under pressure, as something you felt forced to do. Here's my point. A stingy sower will reap a meager harvest, but the one who sows from a generous spirit will reap an abundant harvest. Let nothing, let giving flow from your heart, not from a sense of religious duty. Let it spring up freely from the joy of giving, All because God loves hilarious generosity. Yes, God is more than ready to overwhelm you with every form of grace so that you will have more than enough of everything, every moment and in every way. He will make you overflow with abundance in every good thing. God wants the grace to overflow so that you have abundance in everything and in every way because the law that says that what you don't have you cannot give stands true so the reason abundance grace is coming this month is not for you to lavish it on yourself alone you see if that is your idea of the grace then you have missed the point you see scripture says that god gives seed to the sower and he gives bread to the eater there's a difference between seed and bread Bread will satisfy you, but it will finish. Seed will produce a continuous harvest that will feed you, feed your generation, and most likely outlive you. Now, the problem is a lot of people want bread, but they think they want seed. Why? When the seed comes, they eat it. You cannot afford to eat your seed because within the seed is the harvest for tomorrow that you claim or that you pray for. So the blessing that God is going to bless us with this year, this month, is a blessing that is not just about us. Once you make it about you, what God will give you is bread. But when it becomes about not just you, but about others, then what happens is you have an abundance. What he then gives you is a seed. Because a seed will replicate. So, you know, I went to check what Ojentuke is because I don't know about Ojentuke. So, uh, they're going to show my slide now. And this is something I just found off the dictionary, right? Oh, no, sorry, off Google. It says, Ojen 2K is a valid Nigerian currency. It is more than an emergency fund. It's a lifesaver. A life jacket when you are drowning. In fact, this currency has been recognized to be the cause of several relationship breakups and a number of fallouts. 
in case you have been served breakfast because of urgent 2K. It will not happen again in Jesus' name. <laughs> not only will you have urgent 2K, the person that's always asking you for urgent 2K will have more than enough, so they will not ask you for it in Jesus' name. So, urgent 2K. But I feel like the theme scripture for the month is saying that you will have more than enough. I told the leaders one day, I said, you know that poverty is not an insult. If they say you are poor, it's not an insult. If they even say that you will be poor, it's not a prayer point. Poverty is an office. Somebody must feel it. I'm telling you. Poverty is an office that somebody must feel. The question is, will that person be you? You see, my Bible says that the poor you will have with you always. It did not say sometimes. And you know that scriptures cannot be broken. So if the Bible says that the poor you will have with you always, it means that poverty is not optional. It's an office. Somebody must occupy it. But then it's up to you and I to decide if the occupant of the office of poverty will be you or not. Just the way wealth is an office. Somebody must occupy it. But it's not a prayer point that determines what you occupy. It's the actions that you take. So this month, my prayer for today's service is that God will release upon us a grace for financial exploit. That God will release upon us a grace to be so blessed we become financiers of the kingdom of God. We will be so blessed that you are not concerned about just what you can eat. You are con- I was talking to a friend over the weekend and he had bought some cryptocurrency. So he was talking to me that, you know, that even if rapture happens today, well, the church, that he will leave his pin in a place where the church that will be around for the persecution can see it so that they have money to spend. And I'm not saying 1,000 naira worth of crypto. He has $200,000 worth of crypto. But that's what he was thinking. He said he sees himself as a kingdom financier. So he has bought it. If he's alive long enough to spend it, he will spend it. But if he does not spend it, because he does not plan to be here for persecution. So the church that is here is helping them. Tell me how God will not bless him. No more urgent to king. So what is money, right? What is this 2K? What is this grace? Because the reason the church in Corinth, the reason Paul could say, I can boast about your giving is because they had more than enough. If they did not have enough, they won't think about giving. And they, Paul would not be able to boast about them because they would have been giving grudgingly. If I were to say, give me 10K now, can you give me right here? She just did me like this. It's not because she most likely doesn't love me. It's because right here, she doesn't have it. So what you don't have, you can't give. And God cannot be calling you into a month where you are called to be givers and not provide seed for you. Because it's not a mistake that Pastor Taiwo came up with this thing. So it means that God has something up his sleeves for this month. The question is, will you be partakers or will you be clapping at people that come and share testimony? Say, oh, oh, great, oh, deep, oh, powerful. God bless you. Or will you be the one to come and share testimony that they said is a month of abundant grace and this is what I can testify. And you remember that it's not just about your needs. So what is money? Let's look at money a bit. It says money is an asset, a property, a resource is owned by people. Um, I need someone to help me. If, if you're fast with your Bible, TPT translation, please open to Ecclesiastes 2. Um, 
message translation Ecclesiastes because TPT does not have. If you are there, please just read Ecclesiastes 10 verses 9. I'm looking at my time. Don't worry, I'll finish in 30 minutes and then we'll open up the mic. I know we have a lot of rich people here that would like to share some of their week. It says, laughter and bread go together and wine gives sparkle to life. But it is money that makes the world go round. Tell your neighbor it is money that makes the world go round. You see, when Jesus died, it took a rich man with money to get him off the cross. Did you realize? Not any man could take him off the cross. It took a rich man called Joseph of Arime. You know, you know like in Greek words, say it louder, you that can spell Arimathias. And the Bible recorded him as a rich man. Please, what happened to all the other followers of Jesus? Because before then, did you ever hear of that, Joseph? No. But when Jesus' body was on the cross and he needed to go to the grave, what happened? God had to look for a rich man that was not a follower. Or at least he was a follower from afar. So sometimes God needs your money. Let's not deceive ourselves. God wants you to be rich. Please let me tell your neighbor, God does not want you to be poor. Uh-huh. The Bible says, I wish above all things, that was um, Peter talking, Peter or John, that John, yes, first John. He says, I wish above all things that you what? It's not a bad, the Bible did not say money is the root of all evil, it's the love of money. Do you love money? You don't have to love it. It just must answer to you. Eh? Ecclesiastes 9. Let me rush, let me rush so that we can finish in time. Ecclesiastes 9 verses 15 to 16. It says, there was a poor but, can you read the adjective? It says, a poor but wise man in the town whose wisdom saved the nation but he was what? Promptly forgotten. He was what? Only poor after all. So wisdom with poverty is recipe for forgetfulness. It's not me now. We're reading Ecclesiastes. It's the Bible. 16 says, all the same, I still say this. Wisdom is better than muscle. But though the wise man, the wise poor man was treated with, but even though, sorry, the wise poor man was treated with content and soon forgotten. Last scripture on this, Ecclesiastes 7 verses 12. It says, double protection, wisdom, and wealth. Plus this bonus, wisdom energizes the owner. Wisdom and wealth. So I went to, what are the types of money? Because I think that sometimes we have limited money to only one thing. Right? But there are different types of money. Right? Money is not just, it's not just the cash you have in your pocket or that you have in your bank. And these are five. There are more, but these are the five we're going to be talking about briefly today. One of the types of money is currency, which we all want and we are all familiar with. But I realized that even more than currency, there are other types of money that can get you currency. Currency is Naira, dollars, whatever, investment or physical cash that you have. There's credibility. Somebody please help me open to, pro- open to Proverbs 22. Proverbs 22 verses 1. If you're there, just big voice. Yes. Excellent. A sterling reputation is better than striking it rich. A gracious spirit 
is better than money in the bank. If all you always get with all your money, all the money that you have, is a case of what, a case of what you ordered by, versus what you get, very soon poverty will catch up with you. Reputation is more than money. Business people will tell you that referral gets them more contracts sometimes than public, personal publicity. Guard your reputation. Don't let anything, don't let the seed of today tarnish the reputation that you have of tomorrow because your reputation is your money. Your, your name will sometimes go into doors before you enter. The question is when your name is mentioned, what goes after your name? Guard your reputation. Guard the things that are being said about you, your integrity, your name. I remember Pastor Jay shared one time that he wanted to get a passport for his daughter. And he got to the um, immigration office. And the only name that got him that passport that day, because every other person they were told to come back, was because he bears Odukoya. Imagine if his name is your name. No, just think about it for a second. If that is last name was your last name, who wants I? And don't think about what your father has done. Think about you. Because your father built that name for their sake. What are you building for your sake? And for the sake of your generation. Be intentional about that name. Even if your name is Eshupofo, be intentional that anywhere that name is mentioned, it will count for something. Guard your name. Okay, my, my time. The next thing is company. Guard your relationship. Guard your network. Your network is money. I told them, I was at a speaking engagement. I told them that um, earlier this year, someone invited me to come speak somewhere. And it was a free um, speaking event. I went there and I spoke. And the amount of people I've had to work with, you know, people that they, you will tell them how much you charge, they'll say, oh, that's small. Really? That's all. And I'm like, oh, I should have gone higher. And Actually, not everybody can afford me. So, guard your company, your relationship, your network. Please open your Bibles with me to Proverbs. I'm using scripture so that you see that all of these things are embedded in scriptures. It's, there's this popular saying that if you work with nine rich persons, very soon you'll be the tenth rich person. I'm not saying look for only rich people, but I'm saying be intentional about how you network. Don't go anywhere and say, I don't want to, you know, when we come to church, ah, Yoruba will say, Shadra and Shamini, I don't want to meet anybody. You carry shoulder pad, you are still poor with your shoulder pad. They smile, you are frowning your face. And then you get home, you know there is no food at home. You are still asking for urgent suke. Yes, you are frowning. Any girl that comes there, she wants to ask me, you don't have the money to finance her, you are still proud in. The brother comes. He wants to be your friend. You know that last class, you still ask for bone straight. You are doing shoulder pad. Calm, tell your neighbor, say, calm down. And you know what is interesting? Not everybody wear their wealth on their body. So you come, you look at somebody and say, ah, Nazario is wearing just native. There is nothing. But there is something there, but it's hidden. And because you are too blind to see it, you forfeit it. Network intentionally. Don't come to church. They have not shared the grace you are the dog. Where are you? You don't have anywhere you are going. You will still get them. Only you. Your members are still in church. Only you. Yet you are rushing out. Everybody here is not my taste. What, what taste do you have? Last, last, your taste, you don't have private jets. 
even car, you, do, you are still buying if you don't take a kind of pep. So tell your neighbor, say, calm down. It's true. Some of you, the car you are using to proud is your father that bought it. You have not got him money to buy your own. And yes, I have a car. You are, you are a big girl on borrowed terms. Now let's tell ourselves the truth. Calm down. Smile at your neighbor. Say hello to someone. Because you don't know the next person that your contract will be on that table will be that person. You see, actually, as a matter of fact, that brother that you say is not wearing clothes, fine. God will not help you. He will be the secretary of the country, company. You will just see your father that is under the table. You will not say that the village, the witches from your mother's village, they have, seen, they have not even seen your address. It's your attitude that has seen your address. Calm down. Network intentionally. Meet people. Say hello. Give a smile. You see, the world is already hard out there. You can't come to church and also make it worse for people. So network intentionally. Proverbs 13, 20. Anyone there? Let's read it. Oh, my time. Yeah. Oh, my God. Did you hear that? Hang out with fools and watch your life fall to pieces. Is the Bible low? I did not come. I did not write it. So check your credibility. Check your company. The next thing is check your credentials. Proverbs 14, verses 23. I hear people that say, I know all there is. You don't... A young man saw me one day and said, I know all there is to know about faith. I said, hey, really? Have you raised the dead before? He said, no. I said, you don't know all there is to know about faith. The Bible says that knowledge puff up. You have ordinary MBA. You are behaving like you have PhD. Anybody that is talking, you'll be checking their English. Is is worse, worse is why. You, because of that, you cannot even pick the meat of what is being delivered. Look at what you're good at. Look at what you're good at doing. Upscale your skill set, your talent, and your certifications. Okay, I have to rush. Proverbs 14, 23. If you're there, please go ahead. Hard work always pays off. Mere talk puts no bread on the table. Hard work always pays off. So get certification. Go back to school if you need to. Attend seminars and training. And what do they know? What do they want to tell me? You don't know anything. You are still proud. Attend seminars. Listen to other people talk. Even if all they will do is remind you of what you know, at least you have been reminded. The last thing is character. Open your Bibles with me to Proverbs 22, verses 29. It says, observe people who are good at their work. Skilled workers are always in demand and admired. They do not take a back seat for anyone. Ask yourself sometimes, what are you good at? What makes you different? The reason you are asking for urgent 2K is because you think that nothing good can come out of you. If you will sit down, ask people, what am I good at? You sit down and you introspect. You might be able to find the skill sets that you can monetize. And then you become the giver of the urgent 2K. And sometimes it's not about certificate. I know say drop out though. But, you know, if you drop out from Harvard and if you drop out from Unilag, they are two different things. <laughs> Before you go and say Zuckerberg dropped out, 
Year one in Harvard, it's like 400 level in Unilag. So let's be guided. What I'm saying is do not limit yourself to just your degree or your certifications. The Bible says that God has given gifts to all men. There are unique talents and giftings within you that you might be able to monetize, but you are too busy to look inward. You are too busy composing the message of how your father's one leg is paining him and how you have not eaten since yesterday. When if you just sit down, you will package that writing skills. You will join Nazario and be writing scripts. You know, the way you see that vision of asking the band and all those people that share free money, OBO, that always share money on Twitter. The way you think about how to compose that 140 character, if you just see that, you will write script play. We have a lot of producers. You will produce on YouTube. They will pay you in dollars. So sometimes you need to sit down and think, what are those things you're good at? And then begin to monetize them. So money is beyond physical cash. It's beyond currency. It's your name, your credibility, it's your company, your relationship, it's your competency, it's your character, the things that you're good at. So if we know what money is, right, we know it's beyond cash. And don't forget that all those other four types of money will get you ultimately that one that you pursue, which is the currency. If we know the kind of things that can get us currency, the question then is how do you do it? So the first way to do it is to set a money goal, right? The, there's a general saying that when a target is not defined, Direction becomes, when a target is defined, directions, direction become clearer. If you were to take an Uber somewhere, you have to know where you're going. And you have to know where you are. Then you can request for Uber. If you enter Uber and it says, Madam, where? You say, no, where? Because you are Abraham. You are going to the land that the Lord will show you. God forbid that they will kidnap you last, last. You are not Abraham. Your money cannot be going to the land the Lord will show you. You have to know what you're doing. You have to have a goal. You have to know what you want to achieve this year financially. And when I say goal, I always hear people that, ah, I want to blow. I want to become the next um, Robert Kiyosaki. You don't even have UBA share. You don't have one. And by the end of this year, you want to achieve. It is not realistic. It's not possible. When you set goals, ensure that they are smart, ensure that they are specific, ensure that they are measurable, they are achievable, they are realistic, and they have a time frame. So you want to increase your competency by when? How much does that certification cost? You want to improve your name by doing what? By stop doing what? When you decide on the type of goal you want to achieve, then you begin to ask yourself, how can I achieve that? Let me just try and breeze through, right? The next slide says that your goal determines your strategy. Once you write down what exactly it is you want to achieve, then it comes to your strategy. If I say I want to go to Yaba, and I go to Osho, the bus stop, and I take Obale and Debega, oh, no, sorry, Obale and Debega like this. If I go to Oshodi and I take Beg Ojodu Bega, is something not fundamentally wrong? Because it does not go where I'm going. So when you set a goal, you see the reason some people put their money in MMM is because you don't have a goal. So anywhere looks attractive. Um, there's a popular saying that if you do not have a target, you will meet it every time. Because you don't have a target. So set a target. At the end of this year, how much richer do you want to become? At the end of this year, what do you want your name to count for? 
Write it down and then begin to work towards it. So what do I need to change? What things do I need to change per day, per week, per month to achieve that goal? When your target is, when your goal is defined, target becomes easy. So for today, I'm not going to focus on the other kind of money because they produce this one kind of money that we are all interested in, right? So we're going to look at currency position. Proverbs 23 verses 27 says, be diligent to know the state of your flock and to attend to their herd. Luke 14 verse 28, I'm trying to finish, rush now. Luke 14 verse 28 says that he that wants to build a house, will he not first sit down and count the cost? Right? So you want to increase your net worth, your assets, your liability. So asset is everything that you own. Liability is everything that you owe. Right? You want to increase your asset. You have to first sit down and say, where am I? How much assets do I have? How much debt and liabilities do I have? When you have that clear picture, then it's easier for you to get to the next level. Right? Know your assets. Sometimes you might need to sit down and write that out. Be sure of what you can. Once you are sure of what you can, you have to first change your mindset before you begin to work towards it. You see, research has proven that everyone that wins the lottery, actually, I think it was about 80% of people that win the lottery, they end up squandering the money. Do you know why? They weren't prepared for it here. So they had money that they were not prepared for. And the Bible says that as a man thinks in his heart, it's just a matter of time. If you still have a poor mindset, it's just a matter of time. Poverty will catch up with you. So before you begin to run Kitakita to achieve those set goals, change your mindset. How do you see yourself? You see, some people, you can tell all the money they have, but if you just calculate the clothes they are wearing, that's it. Change your mindset. It's not about showing off. It's not about wearing all that you have on your body. If I can tell your net worth by what you look like, you are poor. There should be an element of mystery. Even God does not show you all that he is at once. Think about it. Almighty God keeps showing you in parts and pieces. Yet you, you want to show up and show finish. Change your mindset. It's not about what you wear. It's about what is in there. I read an article one time. Right? Um, they asked, um, wasn't Zuckerberg, was this other guy? Bill Gates. That what will happen to you if you lose all the money that you have? He said, I'll make it right back. Because here, he was rich here. So he knows that if I lose it now, I have the mental ability and agility to make it right back. So how do you improve your mindset? Read books. Work with the right set of people. Listen to insightful podcasts and seminars and talks. Things that will grow your mind. Work with people that are richer than you intentionally, not to beg them for audience 2K. You know, there was that, um, there was that um, thing online one time that, what would you do if you are with Ote Dollar in um, an elevator? And people say, I'll ask for money. Me? No. I never ask for money. I'll invite you for dinner on my bill then I'll go and be buying your shares. So that when they come and tell you that there's one girl that is busy, you are the one that will not invite me the second time. You'll be like Esther. Remember when they were going to kill the children of Israel? Esther did not go and meet the king and say, as your wife, you want to, they would have killed her. She said, first come for the first dinner. The king came, ate. Ah, these shrimps, it's well seasoned. This brokoto, it's like omuta. If you don't understand it, the Holy Spirit will translate it to you. 
When the king ate it, he said, wow, what do you want? She could have said, no, no, no. He said, no, come again. This time, come with somebody. Be wise. Change how you think. Don't just look at the now. Look at the future. Um, I, I, this is one of my favorite um, um, quotes I've seen online. And this was by the Prime Minister of UAE when they first got to, when they first started developing Dubai. At that point, it was a desert, just sand. And then he got there and people were like, oh, this is terrible. And, and this is what he said. He said, I see the desert as the great national treasure, as one of the country's source of income, a fundamental pillar of our economy. It's not an obstacle, a problem or a challenge to be overcome, but an opportunity to create a new sector in the economy. Yours truly paid $150 to go and vomit after driving through this dune. I know many other people have gone through their dune. It's very popular if you go to Dubai. So they put you in this SUV and you go blah, 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 blah. And then when you finish, if like me, you eat oily food before you enter, well, there goes my breakfast plus the money I paid. But did his vision happen? Yes. People are paying to drive through sand and when you finish, they will not do belly dance that you know you cannot even do when you get back home. But you will sit down and watch it and you will eat food and go home. The food you could have been eating in your hotel room. But someone saw that sand as something that you and I will pay for. And I'm sure some of you are already planning now to go and vomit. That even if Pastor Bissoye vomits, me too, I will go there, I will still vomit my own. But that was what someone saw. And that is a reflection of his... I was listening to um, a podcast recently. And the person was saying, don't pursue money. Look for problems and find a way to solve them. If you are always in pursuit of problems and you decide that you will be the solution to those problems, you can never be poor. But if all you are pursuing is money, then you will never catch it. So like this Prime Minister of Dubai, when you see things are not going wrong, especially in Nigeria, there has plenty of problems. The plenty of problems, you might just be the solution, but all your mind, you want to share a jack money. The first time I traveled out of the country, and I saw a beggar on the street of UK. If they were arresting people for looking, they would have arrested me. Because it was, I, I said, all this Hollywood we used to show, everybody always had a fine car, live in skyscraper. So I saw an homeless person. My cousin was like, you know you're not supposed to be looking. I said, this is why we look. Because I have his type at home. And that one is worse. At least if you're a beggar, yeah, it's not cold. We decode. That's me, I wear jackets, wear gloves. We are head warmer. He was outside, sitting on the floor. If you jack by, you will not sit on the floor in Jesus. But I'm saying that in the midst of problems, you can be the solution. And if we make our mindset to be the solution to the problems that we see, then you find out that that money that people chase or that currency, you would always have more than enough. And then our theme scripture for the month can happen because then you have more than enough to give. So look for problems. I'm not saying go and become the problem. I did not say be the problem. I said look for problems and then become the solution. So let's talk about, oh my goodness, let's talk about cash works. Okay, so how do you make more money, right? 
Um, there are five fundamental pillars for currency or cash, right? One is earning, expense, debt, investment, and giving. Now, giving is the last because if you don't have more than enough, you can't give. And that's our theme scripture for the year, to have more than enough to give. And that's why we're looking at this. So that from tomorrow, you can have more, or from now, you can have more than enough to give. Earning. There are two types of earning. I'm going to be speed reading. So you can be looking at this slide as I'm talking. Two types of earning. There's active income. There's passive income. Unfortunately, a lot of people always focus on their active income. You see, even business owner, as long as you have to be actively involved in that business to earn money, you are a glorified employee. So active income is the income that requires your active involvement. What happens to those sort of income is that it's limited to how active you are. What happens to those sort of income is that it has a lifespan and it is limited to your skill set or your abilities right? But there's a better source of income, which is your passive income. This income is not limited to your availability. It's not limited. How many people, one of the things that puzzle me a lot, right? If you go online and you see these people that were maybe like superstars at one point in time, and then suddenly in their old age, they raise up a go-me fund for them. It always puzzles me, like when you were actively earning an income, what were you doing? But because the focus was only on active income, forgetting that you will not be 26 forever. So while you are able, and I'm glad I'm talking to young people, so while you are young and able to work and earn an active income, you should actively be putting out a passive income for when you cannot work. So that your children will not ask you, what were you doing when your mates were working? You know you cannot ask your parents, but the children of nowadays, they will ask you, so, work towards an active income, right? So, one passive income, passive income, active income, right? Now, when you, because another reason why you need to work towards this is if you don't have an income, you can't save, you can't invest, you can't give. So, the first set is to have something coming in. And for people that say, oh, I don't have anything, sometimes ask people, what am I good at? Let them tell you what you're good at and then look at it. How can I monetize what I'm good at? There are some businesses that you need to give up on. Because you will give up the ghost, last, last. You have been at it for a long time. It's not profitable. You are still going to die, dear. If you take time to introspect and ask yourself, is this thing actually worth my time and my value? Just maybe, if you pivot a little bit, you might be able to make more income. So once you begin to earn an income, the next thing you want to do is begin to save. I realized from working with people for... For the last few years with financial, on financial coaching, that coaching, sir, that it's not about how much you earn. It's about what you do with what you earn. I've met people that earn a million naira per month, and they've been working the same job for five years, and they have nothing to show afterwards. And it's not like they are wearing LV top to bottom. But the Bible says money will grow wings and fly away. You see, there are some of your family members, they have X-ray vision. Once the account enter your account, they receive the alert with you. So as they are receiving it, they will call you that your grandmother's grandfather's best friend. The cutler has just cut his leg. I'm not saying don't give. Remember that the ultimate goal is to give. But if you don't have, you cannot give. So it's not about how much you earn. It's what you do with what you earn, right? And a lot of, the mistake a lot of people make is that they want to save after they've spent so then what is left out? No, 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 no. You flip it. 
When you first get that income, you save a percentage first. And there's this um, general budget rule that says 50, 30, 20. 50 on your needs, 30 on your wants, 20 on your savings. I don't think so. If you are single, you don't have children, you don't have family responsibilities, why are you saving 20% of your income? Because if you don't enter Uber, because if you don't eat yellow chilies every week, when you are young and single, increase that percentage. It does not have to be 20%. I tell single people, if you can save 50%, yes. Because the time will come that life will mandate you to save 20. So before life puts a mandate on you, you break the bonds first. So don't do 20% of your income. And remember, you, you save first before you begin to spend. For some people, automate your savings. I hear some people ask me about Ajo. I personally don't like Ajo because I think that Ajo is a way of losing money, especially if you are not the first recipient of the contribution. And here is my submission for your consideration. So they pay you last because you want the lump sum to come in December so that you can dirty December. But you have given everybody money January to November. And bank charges have been incurred. And by the time your 120,000, because you are doing 10,000 per month, comes, it still comes at 120,000. You have lost bank charges every month of 100. They charge you going 100. Stamp duty, 100. Right now, they charge you 50 going, right? So 50 times 12, 600. The day all of them pay to you, they will charge you stamp duty for all of them. Another 600, right? So technically, your 120,000 is minus 1,200. When you gave the first person, inflation was 5%. Now, because boo-boo in government, by the time you get to December, inflation has turned to 17%. So remove 17% from 120,000. What you have is what is left. Have you made or gained? Have you lost or gained? You see why I don't do, Rajo? So I'd rather they give me first. So even if I don't want to take risk, I take it, put it in money market, 8%. By the time I pay them, I still have change. For your consideration, for you agile lovers. So automate your savings. Ensure that it's the first thing that leaves your paycheck. Automate your savings. Let me say here for business people, your business is not your personal account. I coached someone and then I realized she was living big. When I realized, when we got into our books, I realized that the business was paying for our school fees, driver, car. I said, your business can never grow. It's not a cost. Separate your business from your personal account. Put yourself on a salary. So your business brings in 500000 at the profit at the end of every month. Put yourself on a twenty, two hundred, 200000 or 250000 salary. And then the remaining, begin to put it aside to upscale your business. If you are eating the seed for tomorrow's harvest, you will not grow. So separate it. Because sometimes when you want to scale, you want to get um, angel investors, they will ask you for numbers, but there's no number because your number and business number, they are the number. And no investor will put money in your business that you are spending on yourself. So separate your business account, open a business account, have your personal account, put yourself on a salary. Then if you have spare profit for your business, you can invest your business funds in no-risk investment so that it can continue to grow capital for your business. 
automate your savings, spend less than you earn, cut your expenses, pay off your debt. It's only Christian that I see that are praying for debt cancellation. What happened to the person that gave you the money? You want the person to wake up one day and forget you are owing them? Please read Proverbs 22 verse 7. It says that the, the borrower is always slave to the lender. God might never answer those prayers upon because what do you think your creditors are praying? So pay your debt. The Bible says, oh no man, nothing except the love of God. If you borrow money, be honorable. Remember, your reputation is current, is cash. Be honorable enough to pay it. When you cannot pay it, communicate your inability and give new timelines. Christians are one of the people that do not have integrity. They will borrow your money. They will come to church with shoulder pad. And you will see them with new clothes. And then you are looking at them while praise and worship is going on. And you cannot sing holy because we're holy. Be honorable. Pay off your debt. One of the ways that um, it's advisable to pay off your debt is called snowballing. What does that mean? List your debt from highest to lowest and start paying the smallest off first. Why? It reduces the number of people calling your phone. If you want to attack the one with the highest number first, you still have 12 people. But if that money can pay off 10 and now you have two, your mind is able to think. So snowball your debts if you have any. And if you don't have any, don't take up a debt to buy a phone. On this note, people that take debts from Loan Shark Online have been getting pictures and messages. I will not say the name. Well, you know yourself. I'm, let me look up as I'm saying it. I will not be following where my eye is looking. Do not take loans from Loan Shark. Read the lines. They send messages to your contact. Sometimes even when you have paid. So don't take such loans. Read the instruction. They make it so fine. Just pay within. There's no interest. It's a lie. How are they making money? And for them, it's also publicity. So other people too will see. They say, hey, what are these people about? They don't say, don't mind the way we treat her. It's not blessing. No, she has never taken a loan. They don't say, don't mind the way we treat her blessing. If you come, we will not do it like that. Then you come, you will experience the same. Then they will use it to publicize. Those ones who will come, they will lie. Oh, my time is almost up. Now, before you go into investments, which is the next um, pillar for personal finance, right? Ensure that you have an emergency fund. An emergency fund is called three to six months of your monthly expenses. The reason that is crucial is that if you go head on into investment, with every investment come a le- comes a level of risk. If you take the risk without having an emergency fund and there is an emergency, tendencies are you will sell your asset as a discount. So make sure that you put an emergency fund, three to six months. At least don't leave it in your bank account. I know there are some bankers here. I love you people, but I don't like your work. Don't leave your money in a bank account. You don't have heart for risk. Put it in money market. Let it just become in 7%. Right? Your emergency fund, you can put it in a, in a money market investment for 7%. Let's talk about some ex- expenses ticks. Tips, sorry. Cut down your expenses. For some people, avoid eating out. It's time to take a break from Ibile. You are working for them indirectly. You might as well just be one of their server. Because your entire salary, that's where he's going. Avoid eating out sometimes. Make your meal. I'm not saying don't enjoy your life. 
right? But one thing I believe is I would rather you invest and enjoy your life with your return on investment than you working for the company that you are eating from. Don't eat your seed. Avoid eating it if necessary. Buy in bulk. Avoid debt. I don't think debts are bad. I think that the purpose for the debt is what is crucial. So if you are taking a loan, as long as the purpose for that loan can repay the loan plus extra, go ahead. But if there are no guarantees of such, don't take the debt. You see Robert Kiyosaki, he tells you he lives on debt. He buys all his property, mortgage, mortgage, mortgage. He's very rich from it. So debts are not bad as long as the purpose is clear. Avoid taking a loan for something that cannot repay itself. Don't live above your means. Help me tell your neighbor, it's okay to say no. It's okay to say no right now. Because everybody will come and meet you, give us money, give us money, and you don't want to feel bad, you'll be giving them. I heard this saying that you'll be giving, giving, giving like you are El Shaddai. Continue, one day you shall die. You are not El Shaddai. So it's okay to say no. One of my friends is getting married recently. I hope she doesn't watch this. She now sent me a message. Ah, she be 65,000. I said, clothes. most Ashwabis, I don't wear it after that day. I said, is there a law against wearing gown? She said, no. I said, I see you on that day. Instead of buying your 65,000, if I give you that money, won't it be better? It's not because I can't afford it, but it's not necessary. I'll buy lace that I can't wear because if I come here now, it's too much. And, and you know that if I buy the lace for 65, the tailor, busybody's here, must be collecting like another pat, pat, patanova is here. Must be collecting another maybe like 30. I'll be average. No, how much? Uh-huh. Busybody say 40. So I've come to your wedding in 100,000. The day you divorce, I will collect my money back. So it's okay to say no. And if they say because you said no, you can't come to the party, it's okay. Wake up that morning, other Chinese. Do you party for them in your house and be dancing? Then send them video that I celebrated on your behalf. It's okay to say no. Yeah? Work out a, oh my goodness, work out a debt repayment plan. Let's go to investment, right? The next slide. Warren Buffett, one of my favorite quotes from Warren Buffett, he says that if you don't find a way to make money while you sleep, you will work till you die. And that's what passive income does. It finds you a way to make money while you sleep. I realized that from MTN, do you know that Obasanjo makes money from every MTN recharge card that you buy? They gave him, yes, what? Water. Buy 100 naira, his family is richer. Because when he allowed MTN coming to Nigeria from South Africa, they gave him the option to pay him off or to put him on royalty. As a sharp man, he refused to eat the seed of tomorrow's harvest. Do you know that Awolowo's family make one naira on every bottle of Coke that you drink? So you that drink five in a day. Don't eat your harvest. There is a difference between seed and bread. Investment tips. I want you to help me tell your neighbor, you can start with 1,000 error. Why did I put that one first? Because I hear people say, when I blow, when I make money, I will start saving an investment. No, no, no. You can start from where you are. 
you can start with as low as a thousand naira. If you start saving a thousand naira every month and you put it in no risk investment of maybe money market or whatever you, you would have a substantial amount by the end of the year. So start small. Don't remain small. Grow bigger. But start small. Don't wait till tomorrow to start. Tomorrow is not on your calendar. And nobody promised you tomorrow. So start today. Start small. Don't leave your money in a savings account. They actually pay you less than 1%. Even in the US, they pay you 0.5%. In Nigeria, they pay you 0.04%. No, they pay you 0.05% in the US. They pay you 0.4% in Nigeria. Set up an emergency fund before you start saving. Don't invest in something you don't understand. They come and tell you, you bring four people, you bring two people, you don't know, you put your money there, you don't have marketing skills to bring two people. At the end of the day, the bottom lines always suffer. Because there will be that level that you cannot bring two people. God forbid that it will be you. So be strategic. If someone comes to you with an investment proposition, ask questions. I tell people the only stupid question is that which you did not ask. If they are not able to answer your question, they are not able to manage and multiply your money. So ask questions. Don't invest in something you don't understand. Be consistent. If you need an accountability partner, someone that is also working on making better decisions with their money, get one. Someone that will ask you, Alpha, have you saved today? And then, you know, sometimes, because you know that HOD dollar will come and ask you that, have you saved the money? Let me just put it. So that when she asks me, I will say yes. Because you know that if you, don't, if you say no, she will lecture you for the next three hours. So get an accountability partner that can hold you accountable and responsible for your financial decisions. Be consistent. Don't look for get money quick schemes. If you give us in three days, you will make 100%. How? If they could make 100% in three days, they would take a 12% loan from the bank. So ask how. Ask questions. Invest every unexpected gift items. It's not every time someone gives you a gift that you splurge. There's time to splurge, but there's time to decisively save and invest. Aim to fund your lifestyle with your return on investment. A lot of rich people, you notice that what they are spending is ROI. What you are spending is nine to five. So don't spend nine to five when you can be spending. ROI means return on investment, right? Get an accountability partner. So let's, oh my goodness, let's look at some investment classes real quick. I'll just skim through this real fast. So there are five. Basically, one is fixed income. That's money market, commercial papers, fixed deposit, treasury bills. All of these are no risk investment. There's insurance, there's pension, contribution. You can ask for the slide from media department after if you want it. Um, get, these are no risk. So for people that don't have the heart for risk, this will be the place to start. This is also a good place for your um, emergency fund. So that's fixed income there. They tell you the return on investment you will get for a particular tenor, and they fulfill it, right? Most of these um, commodities are backed by the integrity of the Nigerian government. So as long as Nigerian, Nigeria is still in existence, worst case, they will put your money and increase inflation. The next thing is equity. Equity, you have stocks, shares, local and international. Thank God, through some platforms, you can buy foreign stocks now in Nigeria. You can own a portion of Tesla with $1. So don't wait till you have, I think it's selling about $1,000 now. Don't wait till you have $1,000. Buy a fraction. Buy $1 today. Buy $10 tomorrow. One day, one day, you will own one. 
equity. They are private equity, but that's for um, people that have more liquid cash. I think the minimum they do is about 50 million naira. They're about. And then you can start a business. Remember, if you don't have a business idea, you can ask your friend, what am I good at? What will you pay me to do for you? When you do that, you will be able to collate the results and then find something that you can monetize, right? Um, and remember, when you start your business, separate your business from your personal. There's real estate. There are a lot of companies right now that do REIT. It's called Real Estate Investment Trust, where you can, you don't have money to buy a house, but they pull the resources together, buy the house, and then they pay you return on investment based on the rent that's being paid. There are also crowdfunding opportunities. You can also come together as a group of friends and say, Blessing, Pat Nova, Bumi, in case I kid the name of the company, I apologize. You come together and then you say, I'll bring two million, two million, let's buy a place. You get what I mean? You can don't wait till you have the lump sum. Work together. That's why it's good to network appropriately. See, me, I have friends that we only discuss money. I have friends that is only clothes. When you want to, did the color match? Those are the ones I call. I have friends that is only food. Where is the new place to go and eat? So pattern your life. Have friends that you discuss money with. It's not every time you want to discuss boys, girls, and all those things. Um, let me go to commodity. Commodity gold. Gold is a safe haven. It's one of the investments that rarely fluctuates. So especially when the market is volatile, like when the war in Ukraine started, a lot of investors were running to gold because gold is a safe haven for money, right? Um, you don't get a lot of return on investment for it, but it's safe. Your money is secured. That's gold. You can also invest in silver, oil. Cryptocurrency is risky, but they say it's the future, and I believe them. Put a little in the cryptocurrency. If you, if you have bold enough, put a little bit more. And then there's crypto, and then there's cash. Cash is money that you have in your bank and money that you have in your hand. Now, having learned about all these asset classes, please ensure that you diversify your portfolio. Don't put all your money in one of the asset class. You will now say that, oh, Lano, it's Pastor Bissoye that allowed you to learn. I did not say you should learn. If you don't understand, Holy Spirit interpret the learner for you. Diversify your portfolio across asset classes. We've spoken about asset classes. Across currencies. Don't invest only in Naira. Naira, he's naira in. God forbid that we will change dollars, 600, 700. It's coming. So invest in foreign currency. And thankfully, there are a lot of platforms that allow Nigerians to invest. What that does is that it edges your fund, right? Invest across geography. Don't only invest in Nigeria. God forbid what happened in Ukraine. A lot of people have been displaced. If all their money was in the central bank of their country, they have nothing to fall back on. So there will be no war in Nigeria, but prepare. I'm not saying prepare for war. You know, one person has said that we should start digging tunnel now. I'm not saying you should dig tunnel or buy boats. I'm just saying invest across geographies so that if by chance you just wake up and see that you are now in Canada, you can still spend money there. Amen. So invest across um, asset class. And then the last one is give, right? Remember that's the last pillar and that's what the theme scripture for the month is, right? Bible says give and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over, will I will be put into your bosom for the, with the same measure that you use it will be measured back to you so give give your tithe give your offering give your first fruits give alms and seed remember the poor you always have with you 
somebody must give to the poor. So give to the poor. I know there are a lot of conspiracy theory about giving because my time is fast spent. If you want us to have a conversation, you can walk up to me after service or maybe one of these days we'll have time to look into all of this aspect of giving a bit more. Give. It is more blessed to give than to receive. They are scriptural principles. You will see that the likes of Bill Gates will start NGOs to give. Why? The heart of those people will always bless them and they would always have an increase. So don't follow the conspiracy theorists, right? And I'm not saying that to say give only to church. Let the Holy Spirit direct you. But give your offering. Give to church too because I'm under authority. Give. Let the Holy Spirit essentially direct you as you give, but give your thoughts, give your offerings, give your, your offering, your thought is 10% of your increase. Your first fruit, um, people explain that scripture in different ways. It might be the, the first um, salary per a new job or per year, but just the first, is the first fruit of every increase. That's what the first fruit is about. Lastly, commit yourself to financial literacy. Read books, right? Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Intelligent Investors, 50, Prosperity Classic, The Millionaire Mindset's psychology of money, the smart woman. That's a Nigerian book. I actually have that if someone wants to read it. Um, there is the Bible. See that most of these things, we are finding their roots in scriptures, right? There are a lot of books that you can read. Listen to podcasts, articles, seminars, and trainings about money, how money works. See, money is always evolving. The market is always cyclical. So listen, learn about all of these things and watch as they grow. And lastly, remember, money is just a tool. Money is not the sum total of your life. It's just a tool to allow you to live your best life and do that which God has called you to. Ladies and gentlemen, the mic is open for us to ask questions and give answer. But one other thing I also like to ask whenever I'm speaking about money, I like to ask people. So having heard all of this, what are you going to do differently? You see, it's not enough. Please open your Bibles with me to Proverbs 14, verse 23. If someone is there, please read it. Proverbs 14, verse 23. It's not enough to get information, right? Um, when you get information, the question is, what are you going to do with it? So we have 15 minutes, I think. If anyone has a question or you want to share with us what you're going to do differently, that would be great. What are you going to do differently with your finances? Proverbs 14, verse 23 says... Hard work always pays off. Mere talk puts no bread on your table. If all we do is come and talk and we do nothing after we have spoken about it, it still doesn't increase the money in your pocket. So don't just be hearers of today's word. Be the doer. And remember where we started from. God is going to give you grace. Grace for financial exploits in the name of Jesus. God is going to bless the works of your hand. That everything that you lay your hands on, they will prosper in the name of Jesus. God is going to give you the grace for multiplication. In the name of Jesus, you are entering into a season of financial abundance in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we receive this by faith. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray Amen. So the mic is open. If anyone wants, yes, please. Good morning, ma. Let's make it one minute so that we can maximize. Thank you for this insight. Ma, I just want to find out, is it right to also, um, should I use the word saving in a piggy verse? Because I don't see it as an investment. The only thing I discover is that uh, whatever you save, you get it back. No, 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 no. Piggy verse actually offers you 8 to 8% eight on one of that. platform that if you save, whatever you save is what you... Why are you using that platform? 
you know, that's why I want to find out. And you know, why are you using a platform that doesn't give you value? Because what, whatever platform you're using, they are taking your money and investing it. So if they're not giving you a portion of that investment, something is fundamentally wrong. So change your platform. Is it your family that started the platform? And you don't have any obligations to use them. So change the platform. The late, um, special. Thank you so much, Pastor Bissui. Um, there's, for my business, I have a lot of reform to do as regards separating your um, business account from your personal account. Um, last year, I received this insight on a particular room on Clubhouse about saving in dollar. And I opened um, a dollar account and I've been saving. And it has actually helped me because most times when I have those funds there, when I'm trying to, like it's, Nigeria is, um, dollar is at a particular rate and when I'm going to withdraw, it's at a different rate, higher. So, um, but I'm going to do um, more of investing in foreign, like what you said. Thank That's you. great. Please give her a round of applause. That's excellent. She's going to invest. And then when you, when you save money in dollars and you're still in Nigeria, you don't have to leave it in a savings account. There are actually opportunities for euro bond um, for you to invest in dollars and they pay you your returns in dollars. So you can still do that in Nigeria. Um, There's a lady at the back. Sir, can you jog up? Richard, run. Put your hand up so that is your member. Yeah, um, good morning, church. Yeah, so um, about this whole money mindset thing, I noticed that as youths, normally there's this greed in us that you want to, you want to save 100,000 and collect 200,000. So I, I, really, I really love this session. I think we would, I would also love us to talk more about that greed mindset. Maybe when next you want to have something like this, because many of us don't want to wait. We don't want to, you know, they say 10% in a year. Some people will be like, ah, how much should I make for 10% in a year? But imagine saving 10% in a year for 10 years. You are richer. So like, when they say we should save and forget our money there, they are not being wicked to us. So secondly, she talked about um, saving euro bonds, um, stocks, ETFs. I just want to share, if you've not heard of some apps, this is not a financial advice, so please. If you <laughs> don't measure apps in public because oh, yeah. okay. if, you, if you want to ask because we're not making a case for those apps and I'm intentional about not mentioning any names, oh. right? No app is foolproof. A lot of them are still registering with SEC. You realize that SEC shut down a couple of accounts earlier this year. So if you mention apps, I'm not endorsing them. So in case you put the money and SEC shuts them down, don't come and say your 360 told you to use one app. But if you want to ask those questions off, you want, to, you want to go back home and do your research, absolutely. You can ask her, you can ask me after the service, but please go back home and do your research. But this 360 is a representative of the Fountain of Life Church. Pastor Taiwo is not endorsing any app. So I can't, do you understand my, my, thank you. Yeah, but yeah, keep your money in foreign currency. And then the greed mindset. I think we should understand that Rome was not built in a day. Um, don't try to blow in a day, you will turn to banga. So it's better to grow gradually. And then the first law of investment says that higher risk, higher return. So if you want to blow 20, 30% in two weeks, you know that there's also a high risk of you not getting that money back. So if you want to take that route, make sure that you put money that you can afford to lose so that if you lose it, you're okay. 
But if it comes back, great. So I won't say be averse to risk because there are people that thrive on risk, right? Understand your risk appetite. If you hear that your 10,000 have lost, you have died, don't go there. But if you hear that your 1 million has lost, you are like nothing regardless, then you can go there. Do you get the difference? So if you have a huge appetite for risk, why? Do your research. Remember, the only question that is stupid is that which you didn't ask. Do your research. If you feel that it's viable, put your money. But put a money that you can afford to lose so that if it comes back, it's fine. Yes, ma'am. Good morning, ma. Thank you very much. Um, I want to ask if it's okay to invest in all these robots making... They're businesses, right? You want to start a robot business? No, 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 no. Um, like investment company that says robots oh. does all these okay, yeah, that's, that's EG, EG yeah. like IPC. Yeah, yeah, I know, uh -huh. So that's that. Um, they are okay to invest in because a robot, the processes are automated. Um, but then you want to do your research. Check their track record. So the people that have invested, what percentage of returns have they gotten? And then are you comfortable with that? So yes, there are a lot of um, apps coming up with robo-investments. Um, but just if it's something you're comfortable with, especially if it's an investment class that you don't have time to monitor, then you want to consider a robo or you want to get um, a, an advisor or a professional to trade in that asset class for you. But yes, it's, it's a possibility. Any other question, contribution? You want to talk? The lady in blue over there. Thank you. Good morning, church. Um, I want to ask, um, what is your take on saving your money in insurance? Okay, so insurance is good. Are you insuring a particular asset, like maybe life insurance, car insurance, or just plain savings in an insurance company? Okay, if that's the case, the question you want to ask is what return on investment are they giving you? What percentage? They were not specific. No, you ask them. They, uh, they said that the market value, your um, interest depends on the market value in a day. I understand. So whatever comes mm -hmm. is what you... Uh, whatever the market value is, you get a particular percentage mm -hmm. and it piles up over the period of your savings and that's what you get okay. on your savings over time. Okay, I understand you. What you want to ask them is what has their track record been? Okay. Um, that gives you an idea of what percentage they have been giving over time. You also want to ask them what asset classes they are investing in. Okay. So, say for example, they're investing in treasury bills or fixed deposit. You can do that yourself and earn all the interest yourself instead of paying them a portion of it. Oh. Do you understand the difference? Yeah. So, ask them what asset classes are they investing in. If there are no risk investment, you can, through the help of your banker, invest in those classes yourself. And okay. then all the profit comes to you without having to pay a middleman. All right. Thank you. My pleasure. Yes, sir. There's someone there. Please stand so that he can see you. Okay. Good morning, Pastor Bisey. Okay, quick one. Um, I buy Bitcoin, and once it's high, I sell. So, I think two months ago, I bought shares with MTN about 60 units. So, people were telling me that it was actually a bad idea. So, I don't know if you can share more like between the buying of shares and investing into cryptocurrency, that's the Bitcoin. So, okay. which is more better? Okay, so it's not one is better than the other. They both operate different systems, 
right? Albeit their methodology at the same. Cryptocurrency, you're buying into a coin that maybe has a blockchain or it's just like Bitcoin, which is a coin, or um, there are a lot of altcoins, right? So that's the difference. You're buying into a coin that has a use case and then you can sell when it's high, sell more when it's low, or if you are more daring, do this there, borrow money to buy that thing. Um, that, um, I'm trying to remember the name now, arbitraging, right? I think I can't remember the word exactly. But it's different because for cryptocurrency, it's a coin or a blockchain you're investing in. For stocks, you are buying a portion of a business. So for you to invest in a stock, somehow like a a coin, you want to investigate the company you are investing in, like you investigate the coin, look at the use case, you want to investigate the company. Um, will I say MTN is a bad company? Remember, I'm not supposed to mention company, but you can see me after the service, I'll tell you if it's bad or good. Um, but yeah, you buy a bit of a company, right? You want to ensure that the company has a good structure, you, the management of the company, you want to ensure that they have a use value, right? Telecoms, you will always buy credit on your phone. Now, the question then becomes, at what price did you enter? Um, tendencies are sometimes they drop. Okay, let me use a personal example. So, I bought Oando at the initial IPO at 90 Naira. After I bought at 90 Naira, Oando went as high as 200 Naira. And then I sold when it started dropping. But today, or was a Friday, Oando is selling for 5 Naira. You see the move. Yeah. If I did not sell, I would be at a terrible loss. So you want to ensure that the company, and I'm not going to tell you why Rwanda dropped, but if you research their management, you will understand. Right? So you want to investigate the company, understand the management structure, understand the value, the proposition that the company is bringing. And if it's that, a lot of banking sector have been doing well for a while because you keep your money in the bank. And some of us will not do anything with the money in the bank. And some people will die and they will, not, they will be so stingy that their wife and their husband do not know the amount they have in the bank. So that automatically becomes the bank's money and the bank will spend it and they will be okay. And that's why Jimovia will be earning 245 million per annum. That's the reality about life, right? So you want to investigate the company and be sure that they have a good use case before you put your money. And even when you put your money, the same way you monitor the coin, the rise and fall of the coin, you want to monitor the company because it can have a great fall like Wando um, did. Do you understand? Right. But they operate almost similar graphs. So if you look at the graph, you might be able to tell when they are at the tip and will most likely pivot downwards. Any other questions, comments? Okay, so we have just five more minutes. Sorry. Thank you, Ma. Question, uh, where do we find these shares and bonds and things to buy from? Where do we buy it from? Shares are on the stock market. Um, there are a lot of apps that you can download that would get your CSTS account and you can begin to buy the stocks that you want. Um, government bonds are with your banks. They issue a government bond, I think, every two weeks. That's a government savings bond in Naira. Um, you can always ask your account officer for that detail. Or there are some investment um, management companies that have that. But most of them have apps. So if you check on your Play Store, you'll be able to download the apps and then buy from there. Yeah. Any other question? All hearts and mind cleared. Heavenly Father, we thank you. 
We thank you for your, the entrance of your word gives wisdom. It gives understanding to the simple. We thank you for the understanding that we have gotten today. We thank you for the things that you have reminded us. And we thank you for the grace to have more than enough to give in the name of Jesus. We thank you that as you have declared this month, our year, our month of abounding grace, you will cause all grace to abound towards us so that we have more than enough in all things and at all times. And we, you would help us like the church in Corinth to be givers, cheerful givers in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that you will give seed to everyone in this house. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for listening to this message. For more information, please visit www.vchurch316.org. God bless you.